Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. I am right here, ready to go on a two-hour rip-roaring ride. And a lot of days, we just kind of like to do this ourselves. And we'll do plenty of that, plenty of thoughts. But today, we're bringing in some big hitters, some big bombers, so to speak. And, in fact, one player, former Baylor player, that did them both. He... uh, was one of the best pitchers in America and was one of the best hitters in America. And that's why he was named the player of the year in college baseball. Jason Jennings joins us straight up 5 o'clock today. Jason was very amenable to, hey, whatever time you guys need me. Aaron, 5 o'clock was what I chose to go with. Now, 5.20, a big throwback today, and that is former Baylor coach head baseball coach steve smith uh has not been heard from in many many years around here and steve is uh always admired him and and uh he and mitch wait who did i just say mitch aaron it came true earlier today we um, were awakened some of us up earlier than others but mitch thompson has been named the new head baseball coach at Baylor. Baylor has acknowledged this. We will have a press conference sometime next week. Maybe Thursday. We'll just see how it how it all unfolds. Trying to get some uh, that, that we're still working through some things on that. I'm trying to get a definitive time because we would like to carry that, of course, and react to it. Be there. We'll be front and center. Aaron, I I I woke up today. And when I saw the news and started reacting to it, calling people, talking to people, I, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to do the show from Baylor Ballpark today. I just said, hey, let's, let's do the show. Now, for whatever reason, that could not happen. I don't think, Aaron, they were particularly interested in sending anybody over there to open up the ballpark for me. All right? Just, I mean, are we the flagship station? Yes. Yes, we are. But. I just think, Aaron, there's some things, you know, hey, they got the thing closed up. People are on vacations. Let's let Mosley do it from wherever, but he's not doing it from over here today. Well, that's just fine. Uh, But there's a lot of excitement around and uh, very, very excited that uh, Mitch Thompson, MCC coach, former Baylor coach, I think back in the day, spent a little time over at Mississippi State. He has been around, and he has won everywhere he's been, and he's a tremendous recruiter. Aaron, I kind of got a kick out of something earlier today thinking about a question we asked Mac Rhodes, and I've tried to get Mac on today. Mac will be on with us sometime next week. All right, Mac is – he's done his search, and Mac's getting away for a couple of days, which I don't blame him. 
and uh, then we'll have a big, you know, we'll have a nice gathering, and we will uh, catch up with Mac next week. Aaron, I'm shocking to know that Mac does not plan his summers around our show. It's very disappointing, but it's something we've had to just kind of understand and, and move on from. But, Aaron, one question we asked of Mac was, do you have? does it need to be someone that's been at a private school and knows how to recruit to a private school? And he said not necessarily. In fact, he, you know, when I kind of came strong with that angle, he pushed back somewhat strongly. And Aaron, the man they hired, has plenty of experience at recruiting at a private school. In fact, this very private school, Baylor. Now, what I have to hand it to Mac on this and that entire search committee, some of uh, whom I am good friends with, I, I like I like how they handled this thing. I, I you know I I think that they could have. I think when you're someone like Mac and he didn't hire Steve Rodriguez, and he wasn't around when Mitch and Steve were having so much success back in the day, or Steve and Mitch, I mean, you know, you kind of want to do your own thing. I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of people in his ear, hire Mitch, hire Mitch. I mean, all he had to do was turn on TV. And all those MCC lovers, by the way, that's us too, were saying, hire Mitch, hire Mitch. Well, at some point, I think Mac said, Maybe I ought to listen to these folks. He went out. I think he visited with people like the guy at Texas State, like uh, Lane Burroughs at Louisiana Tech. Now, Aaron, I I started to kind of tweet back, and I did, and then I took it down because I thought, you know what, there's no reason to be mean. But I did – did you see that guy from Baseball America who'd put it out that Baylor had – had uh, arrived and, and they had zeroed in and like Lane Burroughs was their guy from La Tech. And the guy's a great coach. I mean, I you know, whatever. But that was the report out there. And quite honestly, yesterday, Aaron, we got caught up in a bunch of stuff and I never even mentioned, I'm kind of glad I didn't now, that, that the guy had reported that, that Lane Burroughs was the guy. Well, I see that guy today and he goes, as I said, uh, it's a very fluid situation or something. Well, no, th- sir, that's not what you said. You reported that it was going to be Lane Burroughs. Now, yesterday I quickly followed that up, and uh, I was told that Burroughs was in the mix, but uh, I was kind of told not to go with that, and I'm glad I didn't. And um, and as a result, Mitch Thompson. Now, how did they if, – if Mitch Thompson was the guy right away – don't you think, Aaron, he would have been, it would have been like three days after the search started, he would have been the coach. They did their due diligence. What I imagine they said to Mitch is, Mitch, we love you. We understand you have an incredible attachment and passion for this university. I mean, two of his daughters went to Baylor. Um, I, I, I think what they kind of did is said, Mitch, you're, I mean, we, I don't even know what the interview process would have been like. Did they interview him first? Did they interview him last? I don't know. But they knew everything they needed to know about Mitch Thompson. And they probably said, Mitch, sit tight. Sit tight. Now, Aaron, if you'll think about it, last week I was trying to get Mitch on 
So I was going to ask about this, but it was mainly because MCC had had another great season. And Mitch, via his spokesperson over there at MCC, said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it next week, which is this week. Well, Aaron, I didn't, I hadn't even tried to get him on this week and until today's Wednesday, Aaron, until today, <laughs> when I saw who it was going to be, um, I started firing away. Mitch, let's do this. Let's get on. Now, I get it. Now, he's a Baylor Bear. He's got to go through all the protocols. Aaron, do I look like a guy who follows all the protocols? Probably not. I don't. But I do really, really appreciate all the Baylor uh, while I'm difficult to deal with it at, at times, I, I think they're great. They, you know, David Case put together a tremendous group. In fact, Colin Pirtle the other day got Michael Ford on with us right away. He'd been at Oregon. I hadn't talked to Colin in a while. I said, Colin, I need Michael. What did they do? They got Michael lined up and had him on the show. So while I'm not always easy to deal with, I do have to say, they do a great job over there, and they really do take you know take good care of us. And I mean, I've given Dave, poor David K all sorts of grief over the years, but he you know we we maintain a relationship somehow, some way, uh, and I appreciate that about him. All right, uh, so it is Baylor baseball time, and Aaron, I was just over with my neighbor Ted watching the end of that Rangers game. When I left, it was 9-2 deficit. They had brought in a third baseman to pitch. Culberson had come in and was pitching. He actually had a 1-2-3 ninth. Pitched pretty well. And uh, the only problem was one guy hit one to the wall, and uh, Gar- um, Garcia went out there to make the play and landed weirdly. You cannot afford to lose him. But the Rangers, Aaron, you may have the actual final it was uh, when I walked back across the street. It was nine to two. They were down, so I would imagine by now they have officially lost that ball game. Aaron, would that be an accurate statement? That would be correct. It was nine All two right. final. We love the Rangers. Of course, I told you I was headed out there last night, and uh, Aaron last night four three loss, three zero lead. Would- you know, our man Dunning did a great job. I had all sorts of people helping me with food options. Uh, Aaron, was I there? Was I still in the stands when the man blew that eighth inning lead and the Rangers lost that game? The Absolutely answer, Aaron, not. is no. <laughs> we will not say when I arrived or when I left. We do not need to get too in the weeds about that. But uh, Rangers did not get that one done. But I, I just want to thank again Jr. for chiming in about the Section 125 uh, chicken fried brisket. Aaron, what I've done is I've put it on the list for next time. I just I, I was not – I don't know if it was the heat outside. Of course, it was cool inside. It did not seem like the direction I wanted to go last night. But I do appreciate Jr. thinking about us and telling us what uh, direction to go. Aaron, one last thing on baseball. In another direction, um, Keith, who is the like the head of the booster club, or he's heavily involved if he's not the head of it, and I said this at the end of the show yesterday, but I didn't really have much time to, to dwell on it. 
China Spring, my swag, did show up yesterday. And it showed up in the way of Amazon sent that over. And I jumped in there. I mean, I, I really was, Aaron. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, ju- I cut open it. I wanted to see what it was. And sure enough, it was that Columbia blue, that gorgeous blue. And the, the shirt, which is like a baseball, almost like a workout shirt, but it also looks very official. I don't know if they were selling these things at State or if, if, if China Spring was selling these things. But it had the – maybe it was the State people, like the UIL, because it had all the official buildup, like how they got there through the playoffs, and then it had China Spring on it. Now, Aaron, I put the fitted cap on. It turns out, and I, I they were asking me for my head size, and I, it's been so long since I've done that, I just didn't have a great feel for it. So I told them a seven and a half, which to me seemed like a, a fairly normal head size. Maybe a little big, maybe, but whatever. Aaron, a little big. Okay, seven and a half. Probably should have gone seven and a quarter. All right. Um, because of my ego, Aaron, I went a little higher. I went with seven and a half. Thought I thought we may need some room for my head. And while it's a little large, Aaron, with a hair as long as it is and kind of hanging out of the cap, I think it works. I think it works. Now, if I were going to go out and, like, play baseball in it, probably not right. But if I'm going to just kind of walk around um, the Central Texas with a cap, ball cap, I think it'll work. All right, so seven and a half is what I went with. Aaron, did you see the picture I put on social media of me in my new China Spring ball cap? I did not. All right, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up the selfie. I would hope everybody kind of monitors me on social media, Aaron does but for whatever reason did not see this Aaron I'm going to send it over to you and uh we shall we shall kind of I'll get your opinion on it but uh love this I love the interlocking C and the S it's a great look and it's a great looking cap ball cap so the thing is Aaron do I want to be like the kids on the team and and leave the bill flat or do I want to do what I've done my entire life and break it in? Break it in. Now, I typically, Aaron, we're in our 40s. We're too old to pull off the straight bill cap. Now, some guys our age that lift a lot of weights, they still try to pull off the straight bill cap. What do you think I should do, Aaron? Should I break in the bill or leave the leave it flat and be like the kids? No, you need to break it in. You, I can pull that off. I don't think you can. What does that mean? Do you feel like you have a younger look about you? I mean, I or do you think the bald look that you go with is more conducive to the flat? Yeah, it, it honestly has more to do with hairstyle than anything else. Interesting. Inter- this is a very interesting theory that Aaron has put forth. Let us know on the text line, <clears throat> the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Should I go with the flat bill? Or should I break it in the old-fashioned way? China Spring. Now, if Valley Mills sent me a cap, I'd put that on, too. <clears throat> but I haven't received one from the Valley Mills folks. China Spring, they got it done. Jesse, one of my new favorite coaches in the area, 
tremendous coach out there, also coaches football as well, and was part of that state championship uh, football team. I mean, this is the place for state championship, Central Texas. Valley Mills gets a state championship. Franklin played for one. China Spring played for one. Crawford wins one in softball. Aaron, am I missing anybody? I mean, that's a good that's a good crew right there. Baseball in in uh, in softball. Who else went far in softball? Lake Belton. Did Lake was Lake Belton in baseball Midway. or softball? Midway had a good softball run. And Lorena. Lorena had a really nice softball run. Just making sure I'm getting I'm not getting my baseball and softball mixed yeah, up. No, I think Lorena that was great, softball. Great, great yeah. softball season. Yeah, just want to make sure I hit everybody here. Midway was good on baseball and softball. So I, I love our local teams. La Vega always does tremendous things. La Vega actually had a really nice basketball season, as I recall, in addition to always being great at football. Uh, Aaron, rough news. Oh, I've gone too long, haven't I? Um, we, we've got a big guest coming up, okay? This is going to start our day of Baylor baseball talk. Baylor has a new coach. Mitch Thompson is his name, very familiar face, familiar name. Mitch is not allowed to come on with us yet. Come on, Mitch. Um, but we will uh, next talk to a member of our game time show. That is from 7 to 9 every morning. Cannot imagine getting up that early, but it's a really good show. And, in fact, I noticed tomorrow they're going to have Sean Tollison on at 7.45 a.m. Sean Tollison, who was a uh, big-time reliever for the Texas Rangers and also pitched for the Baylor Bears, and a great friend of Clayton Kershaw's from his time with the Dodgers. But Sean Tollison's going to be on game time tomorrow at 7.45. Next, though, one of the hosts of that fine show, Tommy Barfield, and the former radio voice of the Baylor Bears, his old buddy, is back in the saddle. That is next. Recently on Game Time. From the Oklahoman, Ryan Aver. People have been really spoiled here over the last 20-something years. Not that they're just going to fall off a cliff this year, but I don't think it's realistic for them to compete for a national championship given the transition on defense and given some of the players that they lost offensively. But I think long-term, they're in really good shape with what Brent Venables has done to this program. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, 
we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store. Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Congratulations to the state champion Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Morton White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys former head coach Jason Garrett is heading to Sunday night football to take the seat of Drew Brees on the pregame show on NBC. After day one of minicamp, Dak Prescott is feeling confident with the Cowboys. So much further along than I was last year at this time. I mean, just being able to get the team reps, as you said, being able to move more, um, take care of my whole body and just focus on everything and not just my leg. Uh, it's a huge difference. My confidence is through the roof. I mean, uh, I feel good on the move or not. So, I mean, uh, to say that on the move is my best, I mean, I feel like I can make every throw from on the move, yes. Game one of the Stanley Cup tonight, Tampa Bay at Colorado. Puck drops at 7. Astros beat the Rangers last night 4-3. Rubber match today, Rangers and Astros in a getaway game. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, for what you do. Ted Teague and his gang. That is never a situation where uh, they're out of inventory, like you see at some places. It is, uh, they've always got those vehicles out there, and they like to move them. So we appreciate that. Also appreciate Tom Barfield for stopping in. Um, you know him from... Our game time program, uh, 7 to 9 every morning. And, uh, Tom, that had to be a great feeling for you. And, and, and maybe uh, maybe you could see it blowing in that direction 
But Mitch Thompson to get the Baylor job, I I think you and I at first kind of thought, well, it's probably not. We, we thought it would be a great thing, but I don't think either one of us thought it would be the way Baylor would, would eventually go. Uh, how surprised were you when, uh, I, I, when, when you saw the news this morning? I was a little surprised. Again, uh, uh, I, I, thought, I thought, Matt, that if it was going to be Mitch, that it would be early in the process. I thought that maybe uh, after he got back from taking his club to Grand Junction in the Junior College World Series, again, by the way, uh, I, I thought that they would sit down and, and get it worked out. And when that didn't happen, I thought, well, maybe they're going to, Maybe they're going to go a different direction. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've been around Baylor baseball at all, then you got to be very excited that Mitch Thompson is going to be the next head baseball coach. Yeah, I mean, it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, and that's why you can't always believe, Tom, some of these initial reports said it was maybe headed toward the Louisiana Tech coach. Uh, you've seen some of these other hires around the country. I mean, this is going to be uh, – this is going to be fun. It turns out Baylor decided to go to a guy it, 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 that most Baylor people are, like you said, are very familiar with. Now, Mac might have, you know, obviously would see him at games and has probably gotten to know him having been in, in the same community as him. But I got to hand it to Mac uh, in a way for making this move because it's not always easy, Tom, when everybody's in your ear. Hire this guy. Hire this guy. I mean, think about it. All our local news people who love covering MCC and have come to really enjoy Mitch Thompson were constantly talking about this. Go with Mitch Thompson. Let's do Mitch Thompson. And, and so I think that's why the two of us were kind of like, well, they probably won't go that direction. I got to kind of hand it to Mac for deciding, you know what? Maybe the obvious choice is the right choice. Because Mac sometimes surprises us with these hires, and maybe this was a little bit of a surprise. But I, I think, um, I think in some ways, Tom, you you do have to kind of credit Mac for not feeling like, oh, I've got to go with my own guy type deal. Yeah, and and look, Mitch is going to check all the boxes, in uh, and you know, having watched Mac go through the process of hiring a coach, he's going to do his due diligence and he is going to make sure that he talks to all the people and all the right people. And I think that's what he did. And I think it circled right back to Mitch. And, uh, and look, Mitch is, you know, one of the things that we talked about on several occasions is you've got to be able to recruit to a private school. I always thought that. And I know that, uh, you know, that you Technically, you don't have to have that experience, but the experience that Mitch has of recruiting to Baylor University. He, you got to know what kind of kid belongs at Baylor University, what kind of athlete belongs at U, Baylor University. You know, and, and in the private school format, you, you know, can that family uh, put that, that young man in Baylor University and, and be able to take care of it? So there's a lot of things that go into it that may not go into it into a state school type situation, and Mitch knows how to do it. He's done it a million times. He did it at Baylor for, what, 15, 17 years, whatever the case may be. He'll be able to do it. And then he went down the river to McLennan and built a, a juggernaut of a program there, 
and, and, and built those relationships. So he's going to have the best of both worlds. He'll have the high school relationships. He'll have the JUCO relationships. And he's always had the D1 relationships. So he'll be able to find quality players that fit the program. What do you think people across the state of Texas and baseball people, we've, we've heard obviously Baylor people are going to say very kind things. But I'm talking about the area scouts, MLB scouts. You know, you as covering Baylor for so long and doing the baseball radio ran across and and, and got to bump into a lot of these people. Talking to Tom Barfield, by the way, uh, from ESPN Central Texas. What do you think, uh, Tom, is the general reaction around the state of Texas? I mean, I'm even thinking about, like, your friend uh, Coach Harrington, from down the road at Texas State. What do people like that think of this hire, do you think? I think they're going to like it. And don't forget, remember, Mitch is a member of that fraternity. He spent some time scouting for the Kansas City Royals organization. So he knows those guys as well. And I think they're going to think it's a a terrific hire. All right. And from a recruiting standpoint, when you were around that program for so many years, Tell our people who maybe don't know, okay, they've seen Mitch at MCC, but during that whole run at Baylor, uh, he's given a credit for bringing in a ton of unbelievable talent, going all the way back to a guy I'm going to have on, Jason Jennings. Uh, I think you're going to have Sean Tolleson on tomorrow, mm-hmm. and, and uh, John Topolsky was on the program earlier with, uh, with John Morris. What is it about Mitch Take us inside a little bit on what makes him such a a good recruiter. Like how much of it is recognizing what traits he's looking for and then how much of it is a, how persuasive a, a guy he is. Well, he is that, but he's also genuine. And when he sits down with the player and he sits down with the parents, they can see in five minutes – Hey, we're talking to a guy that's very genuine, very straightforward, very honest. And I think that's what people want when, through the recruiting process is to somebody that's that's going to tell them the truth. And that's what Mitch is going to do. And that's what he's always done. It, remember, he was the uh, uh, and I can't I think it was 05. My, my memory, you know, sometimes it happens. But I, he was the he was the uh, assistant of the year. I think it was Baseball America named him the uh, the assistant of the year because of his ability to go out and, and re- recruit players and bring players to the program. And then as they got them here, then they then they grew the program with with those quality players. All right. And, and as he's putting together a, a staff, um, mm-hmm. give us a general idea of like what you think he's because he's such a great recruiter. He doesn't necessarily need, oh, i got to find the best young recruiter in the country. I mean, Mitch is very much known for that. What what do you think he's looking for in putting this staff together? And do you think he won't have to look far? Will it be maybe some people either that have been with him at MCC or people that have played for him over the years? Like what kind of – when you're kind of thinking about what he might put together, what are the traits you think he's looking for the most? Well, still, and I know he's a great recruiter, but I still think he's going to look for people who can recruit and not necessarily, quote, sell, but be able to explain 
what the program is about. Be able to be able to elaborate what they're looking for in, in a baseball player at Baylor University. And it, it is, in my opinion, a, a different player than in some of the state schools. So I think that's that's going to be still somebody. You've got to be able to check that box. And, 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 you know, I don't know if he's going after former players or, or, or former assistant coaches that he's had on his staff at McLennan. I do know this. He's going to want people who can teach and, and, and communicate and, and be able to articulate the game the way he wants it taught. And, and those are the type of guys he's going to, to bring in. And remember, he's been in this game a long, long, long time. So he's, he's probably got a list in his back pocket from people from California to Maine. He's got a list, and, and I promise you, he's probably spent most of today uh, on the phone contacting those people. So I don't think it'll be long before the names start to surface of who's going to be a part of this coaching staff. All right, Tom, when does the Mitch Thompson show on game time start up? I mean, I would love to have it on my on my yeah, afternoon it, it, show, but I know you've known him a lot longer than I have and a lot better, so... Um, I mean, you think we could start that in two weeks, or is that a little early? You think we should actually <laughs> well, wait until gonna... closer to baseball season? Oh, we have to wait. I, I didn't. I didn't know we had to wait. I, we're probably not going to wait. As <laughs> soon as, soon as we get the green light, we're going. Yeah, I mean, I, my first time to cross paths with uh, with Coach Thompson, I think, was oh two, oh three, something along in there. And so, yeah. And then again, you know, when he went down to McLennan. Uh, we were able to go with him and, and do the McLennan broadcast for a couple of years. So uh, uh, I've had, you know, I've had the opportunity to to go to Grand Junction uh, with the with uh, McLennan and, and do the Junior College World Series. I've had the opportunity to go to to Omaha with the Bears in '05 and and do the uh, the College World Series. So it's been fun. Yeah, well, they said Lark cannot come back out there. For MCC has um, has denied access for him. They they they're blaming him for their early exit from that JUCO World Series. So I hate to break that bad news to to Lark, but uh, his Grand Junction uh, trips are behind him. Uh, you know what? I, I think with, with Lark, whether he was on the broadcast or not, he's going to make that trip to Grand Junction. <laughs> <laughs> He, he kind of likes it out there. He's All right, a big Tom. Fan. We uh, we appreciate it, and um, we uh, will. Uh, we'll, it's going to be fun. We got all kinds of on the station. Um, all kinds of Baylor Bears. Uh, John was grabbing them. You're grabbing them. Sean Tollison on tomorrow at seven forty-five. I know you'll let us know if there's anybody else. Uh, uh, it'll be. I know it'll be fun to to uh, hear from your old friend uh, Steve Smith. Will be on with me today at 520 is there anything like kind of fun or uh something that might make him chuckle that i could bring up with with coach smith uh no we're, we're not even going to go down that path but i will tell you this that sean trocom the director of athletics at mclennan community college will be on the program friday morning and we'll discuss a uh, all of a sudden the vacancy at mclennan community college because let's think about this for just a second uh matt and aaron uh that is a tremendous job opportunity for somebody uh, with the facility upgrades that are going on right as we speak with the with the uh, the the new turf that is being put down the lights that are going in uh, and in the program that Mitch has built at McLennan Community College all of a sudden that's a premier job in America 
for a, a junior college baseball coach. Well, Mitch told me all that money he's raised for all that stuff, he's diverting yeah. over to Baylor. So I don't know if that those funds are still available, but <laughs> you you uh, yeah, that'll be fun with Sean. We'll look forward to that. Uh, on Friday, and hopefully we'll maybe know a little bit more about what direction MCC may go in, because you're right, that is a uh, tremendous program. Uh, okay, uh, Tom, appreciate you, you doing this, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you guys. There he goes, Tom Barfield. Aaron, it almost was like he was in studio or something, but I don't think he was. I mean, that was really, Tom just, Tom has all these sort of technical all this technical wizardry, wizardry, and he can he can like put things together. He sounded like he was right there with us. Aaron, do you think Tom gave it a little fist bump when the news broke this morning of um, of of Mitch Thompson becoming the Baylor head coach? Do you think he gave it a little a little uh, Tom Barfield fist pump? I think so. I I know Tom really likes Coach Thompson and is a big fan, and I'm sure he's. Extremely happy that he got that job, as a lot of people are, including myself. I think it's a great hire. Mitch has already claimed today, he put it out there, uh, Aaron, that he will not go on any other outlet except ESPN Central Texas now that he's returned. <laughs> Mitch, I'm just kidding. You do whatever you want, man. But but we're your home. This is the flagship station, so don't feel like you got to run around everywhere else. But uh, we're the only place you can really be heard, and uh, it'll be – boy, it's funny now that I think about it, Aaron. I was really working hard to get Mitch on, and Mitch is always, like, immediately available and, you know, is, like, incredibly gracious, and he didn't get back to me right away. I just thought, that's not like Mitch. Well, why do you think he didn't, Aaron? Because he was getting the Baylor job. He was in the middle of trying to, I mean, he didn't want to be coming on the radio, having me ask him a bunch of weird questions. He was, he knew this thing might be about to happen, and so he had to lay low. But now, Mitch, it's all out there in the open, and you can return to the comfy confines of the Matt Mosley Show or Game Time, whichever you prefer. I think he'll probably prefer Game Time. That's okay. He's got more history there. Although he knows J Mo too. I mean, J Mo, he could be in that. Why don't we, when they allow him to have us, Aaron, what, on the same day, let's have him on all three shows. What do you say? I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, oh, man. A, like a progressive dinner. Aaron, have you ever attended a progressive dinner? Do you know what that is? No clue. It's like kind of an old church thing, but they they've brought it into other parties too, where there's drinking involved. When I when church would do it, there was no drinking involved. But you you start out at one place, like with some appetizers, and then you go over and have like an entree, and you go over to another neighbor's house for dessert. And that's in the church world or even in the secular world, that's kind of known as a progressive dinner. Anybody know what those are on the uh, text line? You ever been to a progressive dinner? I've been to a few over the years. 254-662-1660. Have you, when's the last time you went to a good progressive dinner? Aaron, do you, have you ever heard of a progressive church? <laughs> I have. Okay. Okay, Aaron. Uh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside and... Uh, we will uh, 
We will move on now to something we call campus confidential. What does Aaron Sexton have in store for us? Find out next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Baylor will dribble out the clock. A dominant performance on the road in a hostile environment in Ames. 87 to 62, the final score. And as the clock hits zero, the Bears are the Big 12 champions in this 2021-2022 season. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you? Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online, really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Your Drive in Waco. Heart of Texas Shooting Center, Waco's premier indoor firing range, is now open. This state-of-the-art indoor firing range is climate-controlled and open to the public seven days a week. Bring your own firearm or rent one on-site. Experienced and knowledgeable instructors are on-site to help you get the most out of your shooting experience. For more information, call 254-492-8300 or log on to hotshootingcenter.com. Located at 5040 South Loop 340 in Waco. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months and June right on track to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I brought my own sound effects. That's the door slamming every time I ask a woman out. (laughs) They don't shut the door in your face, though, when you want to give them a free estimate for foundation repair. No, they don't. They normally say something else. Well, they say, hi, Jimmy, come give me a free foundation inspection. And you get start by giving us a call at (laughs) 254-235-4922. You tried, but that was dumb. (laughs) Keep going. FixItJimmy.com. Yeah, that's me, FixItJimmy.com. Matter of fact, if I come to your door, slam it in my face. Make me feel like I'm hanging out with Jana. (laughs) Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Morton White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys former head coach Jason Garrett is heading to Sunday night football to take the seat of Drew Brees on the pregame show on NBC. After day one of minicamp, Dak Prescott is feeling confident with the Cowboys. So much further along than I was last year at this time. I mean, just being able to get the team reps, as you said, being able to move more, um, take care of my whole body and just focus on everything and not just my leg, uh, it's a huge difference. My confidence is through the roof. I mean, uh, I feel good on the move or not. So, I mean, uh, to say that on the move is my best, I mean, I feel like I can make every throw from on the move, yes. Game one of the Stanley Cup tonight, Tampa Bay at Colorado, puck drops at seven. Astros beat the Rangers last night 4-3. Rubber match today. Rangers and Astros in a getaway game. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Yeah, in addition to college football, college basketball, college baseball, the big news today, we'll keep reminding you, Mitch Thompson, the new Baylor head baseball coach. It has come to fruition. Very exciting day uh, to be sure. And we're going to, coming up, we've got Jason Jennings, one of the all-time Baylor greats at 5. And then Steve Smith at 520. The former Baylor coach had such an unbelievable era. And uh, that'll be fun catching up with Steve. And, I mean, it's a, it's amazing what they accomplished. And then Mitch, of course, was on his staff all those years. That's, this will be a fascinating discussion. Really looking forward to that. That'll happen at 520. But right now, it's Campus Confidential. And Aaron has stories from today, stories from yesterday. It's a very busy time in uh, college athletics, believe it or not. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, we'll start with the Baylor baseball hiring, hiring Mitch Thompson, MCC's head baseball coach. Thompson, a former Baylor assistant for nearly two decades, helped lead the Bears to three Big 12 conference titles, 12 NCAA regional appearances, three super regionals in the 2005 College World Series as an assistant for Baylor. And he has been at MCC since 2014. He's led them to back-to-back JUCO World Series appearances, including a 2021 national title. Mitch Thompson, the new Baylor baseball coach. Yeah, we, it, we've been talking about it. Um, it's uh, I think it's a great day for Baylor fans. Uh, you, you know, sometimes you say uh, you can't go back home or you can't. Well, sometimes you can and sometimes, um, you know, the, the pairing that was uh, unbelievable for a lot of years with Steve Smith and Mitch Thompson. And it was a time when Baylor basketball was not doing well. In fact, 2003, of course, they went through that awful uh, scandal. And at those times, the lowest moments, you had Baylor baseball. And then, of course, you had... Uh, Kim Mulkey got that thing rolling with Baylor women's basketball and tennis. I think Baylor sometime around there won a uh, tennis national championship. And so that was really the only game in town at the time. Football was awful. And uh, it was uh, baseball became very, very important. And Mitch was a big part of that. 
And so uh, that, that I, it's just a tremendous day for Baylor and for city, you know, community of Waco. And the great thing is, you know, I think um, certainly they're sad at MCC, but also I think you got to feel a, a lot of pride in that MCC program when a when a Power Five conference comes after your head coach at a JUCO. That means something, and I think. Um, Sean Trocom and, and everybody over there that uh, we've been talking to recently, Coach Barry, um, I, everybody has to be really proud to see this happen. And uh, Coach Thompson, the new head baseball coach, how would Tom say it, Aaron? Baylor University. Tom, God, Tom went with a lot of Baylor Universities in, in our talk. You know who else used to do that, Aaron? The great... Grant Taft, he loved to say Baylor University, and I think uh, maybe that's where Tom got that got that, uh, that great. Just it, it, it was like the voice of God saying it. I'm talking about Grant, not Tom. Baylor University. Good news and bad news for Baylor University football, recruiting wise. They picked up their third commitment of the week today. Linebacker Corey Kelly from Clear Falls High in League City, a 6'3", 210 linebacker, chose Baylor over a mountain of offers from other schools, 17 according to uh, 254, including Mississippi State, Texas Tech, Wisconsin, and Utah. As a junior last year, Kelly had 97 tackles, 16 tackles for loss, four sacks, and 11 passes defended. He becomes the 13th uh, commitment for Baylor's 2023 class. It would be 14, but Lake Belton safety Javion Wilcox decommitted earlier today. He announced on Twitter that he is reopening his recruiting. Yeah, I hated to see that. Um, you know, I, I Wilcox, we had uh, the track coach from Lake Belton on recently, and he coaches the Leave us the wide receivers over there, and we were talking to him about Wilcox. I was I was very excited about him. You never know. I mean, I think uh, from what I can understand, he he was starting to gather quite a bit of interest. Always, you always hope if you get there first, um, that they'll stick with you. They don't always do it. It's okay. It's okay. I don't begrudge him. He's got to look at it. I feel like when you try to get real early commitments, you got to be prepared to lose a few and um i was trying to look down my list here aaron because there was another baylor defensive back that did decommit recently now they've got a lot of good like you said people that they've added um and all that is good i'm looking at uh my gosh isn't that amazing aaron when you start seeing these this was five days ago i was looking at something grace and grunhofer had Grunhafer, um, can you imagine you're already recruiting 2,025 quarterbacks? I mean, that's my daughter's age, and I always think of her still kind of little, and that's crazy. And that was uh, the unofficial visit from uh, Keldon Ryan from a few days ago at the uh, at the Baylor camp. There's a 2,024 camp that I don't understand. Some of our brethren have not really picked up on from a Lido named uh, Hoss Haney 
And Aaron, he he loves Baylor, and it showed up at the camp. And I know Sean Bell thinks the world of him. Already holds an offer from Nebraska, and in fact, uh, already has uh, uh, had really strong visits with OU. And I think OU would, would has their eye on him now. The tricky thing about him is his first year to start will be as a junior with Alito coming up this year. Now, Aaron, as you know, that's a very storied program, especially over the last decade or so, that Coach Buchanan and Coach Buck, we call him, has there. So we'll see how he does as a starter. I think he'll do really well. He's a speedster quarterback with a big arm, not the tallest kid in the world, about six foot even. But I I, I think it's... I think he's someone that Sean Bell really, really likes. But I think, like anything, they've been a little concerned about the lack of height. We'll see as they continue to uh, to look at him. But I just thought I'd bring you a little bit of an insider there. Okay, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? The NCAA's plan to explore NIL deals is no longer an idle threat. The governing body of college athletics has launched an inquiry, inquiry into the University of Miami Serious enough that enforcement staff members visited Coral Gables campus last week to conduct interviews, most notably with billionaire Miami booster John Ruiz. NCAA investigators spent at least two days in Miami uh, looking into the NIL deals. Ruiz, an ardent supporter of Miami athletics, has has NIL deals with 115 Miami athletes totaling, according to Ruiz, $7 million. He describes the NCAA's visit to Miami as not an investigation, but more of an inquiry to learn more about the evolving landscape of NIL. He also says that a lot of NCAA bylaws are hard to reconcile with the ability and right to enter into NIL deals. So I think he's trying to kind of say both sides like it's not an investigation, but if it is, there's really nothing you can do. So well, we'll if, see any, what happens. If, if, if anybody was cutting corners, I'm not shocked it's Miami. Now, the last time, Aaron, they tried to go in there and investigate Miami on, it was one of those boosters, and he had all kinds of yachts, and he ended up being just a complete mess. I mean, I, I think I, he, he, was, he was a bad guy. And they botched it so badly that the NCAA had to fire its almost its entire enforcement staff. So, they're, I mean, they're not particularly great at this. <laughs> the NCAA did not give really any good rules. At the last second, they tried to provide a few guidelines for NIL. Nobody out there knows exactly what they can and cannot do. So it's the Wild West. So I would say the NCAA showing up at, at Miami – you know what I think they did, Aaron, when they showed up on campus? Just laughed. Yeah. Just had a big cackle. Hey, guys, thanks for stopping by. Let us show you around. You think they're scared of the NCAA? The NCAA has lost all credibility, and, and part of that has to do with Kansas basically laughed in their face, refused to engage at all, ha- has gone to mediation, and in the meantime – while they basically just made a mockery of the NCAA, they went out and won the NCAA tournament. They went out and won March Madness and are the reigning champions of college basketball, all because they laughed at the NCAA. 
You remember everybody, Aaron? Oh, my gosh, these are major violations. Oh, my gosh, look what Kansas did. What do you think Kansas Kansas laughed at that? And it's what Oklahoma State should have done. <laughs> that was... Oklahoma State tried to they tried to uh, work with the NCAA, and, and, it, and it backfired in a big way. Yeah, that was going to be my point. It's such a joke. Kansas basically thumbed their nose at them, and nothing happened to them. Nothing's going to happen to them. And Oklahoma State cooperated, and they ended up on probation last year with all kinds of sanctions. And the allegations against Oklahoma State were nowhere near to the scale of what they were to Kansas. So it just, I mean, it proved to every every college in the country that you don't cooperate with the NCAA. You just tell them to hit the road and go on about your business. Worked for Kansas, like you said. Yeah, yeah, Bill Self. Um Told them to hit the road, Jack, and that is what uh, exactly happened. Aaron, good stuff. Save anything you have for tomorrow or later in the program. we got to get to our, um, our, our big-time uh, upcoming guest, and we'll start with arguably the greatest player in Baylor baseball history. That's right, Jason Jennings from Mesquite, Texas. Came right out of Mesquite Poteet High School, Jason Jennings joins us to talk about the hire of Mitch Thompson. That is next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play. Fourth down and goal from the one. And up. Run and left. Trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He did not get there. He stopped short. He is stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Jaron McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucen Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucen builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items. Perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. 
Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our their new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. We're very thankful to... Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and, of course, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. And uh, right now, Jason Jennings uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. And, man, we talked to Jason not that long ago and, and had a great visit and um, talked a little bit about Baylor baseball. But, uh, Jason, the uh, the big news today, Mitch Thompson back at Baylor. They say you can't go back home. That had to be – Almost a uh, kind of a throwback moment for you, or a, a kind of surreal to to find out that a guy who um, helped recruit you all those years ago uh, is is at the helm for Baylor baseball. What were you up? Uh, did you give it a little fist pump? How excited are you? Yeah, I probably gave it a little bit more than a fist pump. I was, uh, <laughs> you know, on the on the phone quite a bit this past week, week and a half with Mitch and with some former players and just some of the was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to speak some of the Baylor admin and just, um, I mean, I just, you know, I can't say enough about Mitch. I I mean, he's been a huge part of, of my life and my family's life. And, uh, you know, with him and Smitty and Jonagan back in the day, they gave me my shot and helped me to, uh, you know, do the things I did. And I just, I couldn't be more happy for him and his family to, uh, to come full circle and you know, and get his shot at uh, at turning the program, not necessarily turn it back around, but just getting it back to to where you know, uh, just us as a community, as a Baylor baseball program, we feel like it it should be. What was your main message, uh, Jason, when you got to talk to some of these administrators, and and of course Mac and others were uh, were a huge part of that search committee. What was uh, what what were you kind of emphasizing? And of, of course, you probably wanted to sit there and answer some of the questions they may have had for you. But what was the what what kind of came up the most when when you were being asked and you were s- sort of uh, speaking on Mitch's behalf? Um, I mean, my main my main thought process was, and I, you know, I expressed this um, was 
basically why wouldn't Mitch get the job is kind of my thought process. And just because of what he did as an assistant under Steve, um, you know, just the, the knack he has for recruiting. Um, and that, you know, that was before he got into the Juco ranks and, you know, there's no argument that Texas has the best Juco baseball in the country, arguably the best high school baseball in the country, you know, you throw Cali and Florida in there as well, but uh, there's no, there's no road in the state of Texas. Mitch probably hasn't been on recruiting and you throw the Juco in there now. There's just, I think that's really what he's going to not only know in the game and teaches and teaching the X's and O's of the game and, um, you know, creating a, a good vibe, a good locker room, uh, surrounding himself with good people to, you know, to run the show. And, but I just think finding kids, um, and not kids that stand out on a showcase sheet of paper or have a, a pop time of this or exit velo of this, like who cares? Like, can these kids win or can they compete? Are they scared when it comes to crunch time? You know, give me a kid that can get 27 outs. I don't throw, I don't care if he throws 80 miles an hour. If he's a competitor and has a knack for getting people out and, missing barrels i mean that's i think that's what mitch is gonna excel at it's just finding those type kids talking to jace jennings about this mitch thompson hire one of the all-time baylor greats and i'm just kind of curious the first time jason you remember meeting mitch and i and i'm just thinking can you remember back to what kind of you know was it at a game that he came to to watch you? Was it on a visit? What was your first interaction with with Mitch Thompson? Um, the the earliest I remember it was at Jesuit High School up in Dallas. We were playing a summer league game, and he came to watch me catch. I was catching. That was kind of my primary position besides pitching back in the day, and um, probably honestly what I was better at as a high school player. Um, but just um, he came to watch me catch. I ended up having a really good day at the plate that day. And um, just, you know, I was already kind of on their radar. They were on mine. And um, I just, you know, it was once I went on my recruiting trip, you know, I had narrowed it down to pretty much Texas A&M and Baylor. And it was back-to-back weekends. And A&M was fine. It made a good offer. It would have been a cool experience. But, the next weekend I went to Baylor and, and sat with Steve and Hoot and, and Mitch and they just, you know, they just make you feel like, like family. And that's, um, you know, Mitch has, has always made people feel that way. He has continued. We've, we've stayed in touch through all these years and um, I've had him come up and speak to some of my parents up here at our facility um, just cause he, he has a good way with people and um, you know, he can, he can relate to, to anyone, no matter what's going on. He can, and make you feel like you're somebody, not just a number, not just a recruit, but actually part of, you know, part of something special. Did you, was the was the JUCO route ever something that appealed to you? There's certain reasons some players, obviously, with uh, uh, getting drafted, there are reasons some players go that route. Or did or did the uh, I guess it wasn't even really we didn't call them Power Five conferences back then. Was it? was a bigger school four-year institution just uh, more appealing to you at the time yeah i mean i had some options it was called draft and follow back in the day and uh mm-hmm. navarro wanted me to and do a kind of a draft and follow where they you know you can i don't, I don't know how the exact rules work but i just me coming out of high school physically mentally um just you know everything i wasn't ready for 
for pro ball and the offer I got from Baylor, the vibe I got from Baylor, the chance to play as a freshman um, that I got to play, you know, at Baylor. And I just, listen, Baylor was not, you know, quote unquote, it wasn't the sexiest program coming out of high school. They had chain link fences. We had metal bleachers, um, nothing like you see nowadays. So just that goes to show, you know, the kids they brought in and cause they didn't have a lot to, you know, the sales pitch wasn't, wasn't as, um, enticing as a, a UT or a Texas A&M or whatever. It was, it was the people and the opportunity that, you know, we had as a, as a squad and as a group. And I've talked to a lot of the former players this past week, week and a half, and we've had some text messages flying back and forth. And, um, it just, I mean, it's like we never left and that's the vibe they created. That's the vibe that, that Mitch created. And I truly feel he will create again and just kind of reestablish that Baylor baseball culture that, that we want that we had as a group back in, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And, um, just, I, I can't wait to, to see it happen again. Part of that, Jason, was the crowds. I think Mac looked back at some of that old video and even after you were finished there and they got the new ballpark and the 2005 trip, to the World Series, and then there was a, there were some really great teams in there. I think 2012 was one of them. I, I think they they desperately want to get back to that. They've had so much success in other sports, and for whatever reason, that place just wasn't. You can blame the pandemic or whatever, but it 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 wasn't the same sort of atmosphere and feel out there. Do you remember kind of when it started to turn for y'all? Like I, 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 for me, I can remember you pitching and you being on one of those staffs in one of those regionals, and and you just we just kind of knew it was headed somewhere really good. Can can you think back to a moment where Mitch and Steve like where y'all really felt like it was a big breakthrough for the for the program? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, my sophomore year, we uh, made it to regional. We went down to the University of Florida, and that, that was the last year of the regular regionals before the Supers started up. And then my junior year was that 50-win year, and just the vibe, the crowd. We were up to number three in the country at one point, and it was kind of us. You know, Texas Tech was solid. Texas A&M was really good. And UT was, you know, UT is always UT. Everybody hates UT. So we had big crowds for them. Um, <laughs> but just – I mean, the excitement and the noise and just the energy of that place when we had a big conference series. Um, I mean, it's, it's something I'll never forget. And that's the players nowadays, they deserve that. The, the future players, they deserve that. The City Waco, you know, the Baylor fans, they deserve that again. And um, I, I know Mitch remembers those days. and I know he's going to do everything in his power to uh, to get it back to that. Do you love uh, watching still college baseball? I you were a great, you had a great major league career as well. I'm just sort of curious when given the opportunity and you got a, a a major league game on, or you got like these regionals. And I know it's hard to compare because we got a regular season game, but still, do you find yourself being drawn more to major league games, or do you get way into some of these regional matchups and then super regional matchups? It could be. It could be a midweek college game, and 10 out of 10 times I'm going to flip over to the college game. Um, you know, nothing against MLB. I just – it doesn't hold the same um, – I don't know, the same energy, the same excitement watching it as a fan. You know, perhaps because I know kind of the business side of the game, the, the MLB game now, and I know that's not the case in college ball. Um, and, I, you know, I just – those kids are, are playing for something, and they're – 
playing for the university and, you know, MLB is more of a business and not that they're not playing for something. They're still competing, but I just, I love the college game. I always have. Um, I loved my professional career, but it still doesn't compare to, to my career and my time at Baylor. You ever flirted with the idea of, of being, you know, getting into college baseball? I mean, it sounds like you, you know, obviously still have a passion for it. You already are involved in, in coaching and in an organization have an unbelievable facility up there in, in uh, far North Dallas or Frisco, I believe it is. Uh, do you ever, uh, uh, but if, has it ever struck you as, Hey, I would love to, to be in, in, in the dugout in a, in a college baseball setting. Have you ever kind of flirted with that idea? Um, I've thought of it. I don't know if I've necessarily, you know, thought deep enough to pursue it. I, I love, you know, I love, the pitching aspect, the game, you know, pitch calling, um, the, you know, mechanical stuff, the pitches, you know, the intricacies when it comes to pitching. Cause you know, it's not like I threw 98 miles an hour. I had to find ways to miss barrels and, you know, really pitch, not just throw. And I, that's what my passion is these days is teaching kids how to pitch. And, you know, I would love to do that at a higher level. But, um, you know, my family is going to come first, and it'd be a huge life change for my wife and kids. And um, so I think for now I'll just watch from afar and hopefully get to see, you know, visit Waco and come down and see Mitch and the guys and uh, every chance I get. And, um, you know, I I know he's going to be welcoming to the the former players because we're all still super close with him, and it'd be kind of like a family reunion. Yeah, it's. Uh, I saw Tulowitzki's down at Texas now, and some guys really do embrace it. And uh, I think you would be great at it. But you're right; it would be a lifestyle change. I'm just trying to get you a job with Mitch, Jason. So I'm trying to. I'm just throwing. <laughs> I see working. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. throwing, throwing some things out. Jason Jennings, one of the all-time greats and the National Player of the Year when he was at Baylor, and uh, just an unbelievable uh, uh, person and pitcher. Uh, I, I saw something today. The Astros today, you know, beat the Rangers pretty badly, nine to two. And and in this game, I don't know if you've seen this yet. They threw two immaculate innings, same game. And by the way, it was against the same three Rangers. <laughs> the both both times. Now there's three pitchers combined to do this. I happen to be kind of watching a little bit at the time the first pitcher did it that might have been Maldonado and then later I think a couple of relievers may have teamed up for it um did you have you seen that and like being a pitcher and and I'm sure you had some immaculate innings back in high school and maybe in college like how how rare is something like that I mean super rare because I mean who's you gotta think there's at least going to be a foul tip or maybe maybe you get squeezed on a call. Maybe you're, you know, strike three, you try to punch a kid out and you're just a couple inches out of the zone or something. But, you know, it's just, it, it's really unheard, especially multiple in the same inning. I know as a, if I'm the pitcher on the other side, I probably would have just sat down, just toweled off, just got a sip of water. I look up, <laughs> I mean, nine, nine minutes later, I'm jogging back out to get warmed up for the next inning. So as a, as a pitcher, I'd be like, come on, guys, at least foul the ball off. Like, give me an extra 10, 15 seconds to rest before I have to go back out. But um, I think one is crazy, two or multiple in the same game. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yeah, it's uh, 
That is really, yeah, it was, it was something to behold, uh, the immaculate inning two in one game. Now, I'm about to have Steve Smith on, Smitty, as you call him, and, and, and others call him. Anything, anything, Jason, you want me to bring up to him? Is there anything I can, because, uh, you know, I, I remember, I, it, it should, I thought that was neat to see Steve jump on Twitter today and, and reach out and show his excitement for Mitch because even though it might have not been like the greatest at the end with those two, it, it was like an unbelievable run for a lot of years. Any, anything I should bring up with, uh, with, uh, with, with Coach Smith? Oh, I don't know about on public air. I mean, we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Smitty's always been like a second father to me, and he's uh, always treated my, you know, my family like like his own. And um, you know, he, Smitty, Mitch, Coach John again, we call him Boot. Yeah, I mean, it's just I can't say enough about those guys and the the culture they created, the environment they provided for us as players and students there at Baylor, and just as you know, growing up as men, and have helped. I know myself and my former former teammates um, helped us become the people we are today, and so I'll I'll reserve any uh, discrepancies and pitch counts or arguments or actually I don't know if I ever argued with him, but um, we'll 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 save that for off air one day maybe. <laughs> Y'all had some some disagreements on pitch counts. I love it. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> how many I how many I threw in a said regional game at University of Florida. But well, Smitty has a number. I have a number. But we'll, uh, you know, I guess we'll have to look back at the box score at some point. <laughs> okay, I like that. I can, I can totally, I can work with that. Baseball players have long memories. Okay, and y'all, they do. You do not, uh, you do not forget. I, I saw Nolan Ryan earlier today. This was like the anniversary of a game where it went like 15 innings, and he threw. I think he threw 243 pitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like a whole monster pitcher nowadays. Seems that's, like. r- that's right, especially early in the season. You know, it's like okay, you got to get him out. Oh, he's got a perfect game. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get yeah. him out of the game. Yeah. He's thrown five innings. Get him out of there. But uh, can you imagine, yeah, I, I, imagine somebody <laughs> trying to take Nolan out of the game? No. <laughs> he would send him right back to the dugout. But uh, <laughs> I, I do think some days on like the like a day game when it's 95 or 100 or whatever it uh, you know now there's you can pitch indoors the rangers have the indoor option i bet uh-huh. you're are you a little bit jealous of that would you have enjoyed that option um i mean yeah uh, climate controlled versus you know 100 degrees on a day game yeah that would be nice yeah i think sometimes the the natural air the natural grass you know i, I think i miss that sometimes and um but you know, when it's that day, I'm talking about at University of Florida, it was over 100. And uh, to Smitty's defense, he came out and checked on me like at the eighth, ninth inning. I said, and I told him, hey, I'm fine. And I had no idea how many pitches I had. So I told him I was fine. And I was, shoot, I was 19 years old, 20 years old at the time. So I really never got tired and I missed those days. But, um, but yeah, we could have used an air conditioner that day in, uh, in Gainesville, Florida for sure. <laughs> Well, Jason, congratulations on uh, – that's so much fun to see somebody you, you care for and look up to so much and uh, 
uh, get a position like this. I think it's a great day for former Bears like yourself. So uh, excited for you, excited for the program. Uh, appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Anytime. You bet. There he goes. Jason Jennings, one of the all-time greats, perhaps the greatest uh, player in Baylor baseball history, joining the Matt Mosley Show. Next, the man that coached Jason Jennings and many, many others and was the head coach when Mitch Thompson was on his staff. Steve Smith joins us next. ESPN Central Texas wishes all dads a happy Father's Day. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Congratulations to the state champion Valley Mills baseball team from ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Calling all my local ladies. This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm and get ready to kick a little ass. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items, perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Dallas Cowboys former head coach Jason Garrett is heading to Sunday night football to take the seat of Drew Brees on the three-game show on NBC. After day one of minicamp, Dak Prescott is feeling confident with the Cowboys. So much further along than I was last year at this time. I mean, just being able to get the team reps, as you said, being able to move more, um, take care of my whole body, and just focus on everything and not just my leg. Uh, it's a huge difference. My confidence is through the roof. I mean, uh, I feel good on the move or not. So, I mean, uh, to say that on the move is my best, I mean, I feel like I can make every throw from on the move, yes. Game one of the Stanley Cup tonight, Tampa Bay at Colorado. Puck drops at 7. Astros beat the Rangers last night 4-3. Rubber match today, Rangers and Astros in a getaway game. And you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, uh, is uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Central National Bank. Thank you for what you do. And uh, we are now joined by Steve Smith, former Baylor baseball coach. And uh, Steve, I love it how things go full circle. We had to say goodbye to you a few years back. And then years later, it's like, how do we get things back to what it was like when Steve Smith was here? <laughs> I, I kind of, uh, I, I, you got to get a chuckle, but uh it, it's tremendous. I, I've been thinking about you through this search, and and uh, and I think we've been celebrating some of your teams in recent years. So that had to be a. Uh, I, I hope you sort of take it as a uh, a compliment to all that that you did that they would go back and hire somebody uh, from your staff. It's uh, and by the way, it's great to have you on today. Thank you, Matt, and it's it's great to be on, and I appreciate you know you reaching out and. I'm extremely happy and proud for Mitch and Amber and their girls. And, you know, you know, I left seven years ago, not on my own accord. I mean, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I, I remember at the time saying that I didn't agree with it, but I would accept it. Uh, and I did. Um, and, you know, it obviously, hasn't gone unbelievably well. I mean, Steve Rodriguez didn't do a bad job. Um, and I don't think, you know, this change was made uh, without a lot of, you know, just a lot of thought. I, I think that, uh, I think Mac Rhodes, you know, probably gave it a whole lot of thought. But I think, you know, when it was made now, where, where do we go? And, um you know, to have to have someone like Mitch who's still there and uh, and knows the university extremely well. I mean, you know, when we came there, I knew Baylor pretty well. I'd gone to Baylor, uh, and I was young enough even at the time that I could counsel some of my players on who not to take <laughs> because I I'd had some of my professors were still around. <laughs> and uh you know mitch mitch had to learn to that kind of stuff but now he's a he's also a baylor parent he's he's got girls that have gone to baylor and you know and amber's worked at baylor so they're they're much more deeply you know entrenched than they ever have been and uh so it's not going to be an easy job baylor was never easy it's it's expensive and and i I will do for Mitch what I didn't have anybody do for me. He's got to sell something where everybody that plays there 
right now has got to pay to play. And it's expensive, and that's why the sport looks like it does, you know, demographically. But there's there's something on the horizon with the NCAA and this transformation committee that could really launch uh, programs like Baylor. And when I say programs like Baylor, I'm talking about places that the university is the greatest thing they've got. And, and I think Baylor University, the strongest thing about Baylor, honestly, and I say this with all due respect to every coach and every program, the strongest thing about Baylor University is on the academic side, is the university itself. And, you know, I think that, and honestly, I think that's why Scott's had so much success. I think it's, it's why every program there that has had success, they they have something and I don't like the word sell, but it's they have something to sell that other places don't have. Um, there are many schools around there. There are great universities everywhere that that dispense information and you know and really uh, train and 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 prepare people academically for for life. I personally think Baylor does more than that. Uh, Baylor is a, is a place you get more than information. It's, it's possible to get transformation there. And, you know, and Mitch knows that and Mitch believes that. And, and I'm telling you, if the, if this, if you go back to the word transformation, if this transformation committee gets their way right now through the NCAA, uh, and, and Mitch winds up with 26 full scholarships, uh, look out. Uh, now all of a sudden, you know, that choice of, of going to school with 50 or 60,000 students down the road just because it was cheaper, uh, it, it may really change. And so I'm excited for him. I'm glad that, you know, that it's it's somebody, and I, you know, I'll use this word within the family. Uh, you know, years and years ago when I came to Baylor as a player, uh, you know, that that's really what I heard a lot of. I didn't grow up Baylor. I grew up in Mississippi. And so I didn't know, you know, I knew Baylor played in the Southwest Conference, and if I was any good, I'd find out. And But they talked about the Baylor family. And, you know, over time, I think we lost a lot of the Baylor family, and we, we wanted to be, you know, and I'll use the word, the Baylor nation. Um, and I got nothing against nations, but they fight a lot, and they don't necessarily <laughs> get along. And I, I – I think I think family is important, and we had that, you know, we had that in baseball, and and this is going to continue it. So I'm I'm extremely excited for him and happy for him. What was uh, what what was uh, the first time you uh, that Mitch came across your radar? I mean, y'all, you've got. Uh, I mean, I look at y'all's histories, and you, like you say, Mississippi, and and. What what even all the way back then, you know, nineteen ninety five, you arrive uh, on the Baylor uh, to coach a Baylor. You'd already been a Baylor player. What was it? Uh, what did you see in Mitch all those years ago when y'all first got together that said, "I want this guy," you know, in the dugout with me? Well, when we first met, when I came to Mississippi State, and I'd been at Texas A and M for two years, and and actually had met Steve Jonigan there. And so Hoot and I, we go back all the way to 1987, 
Wow. And I was at A&M for two years, and I left and, and got a job at Mississippi State, which was a thrill. And Mitch, at Mississippi State, we had four graduate assistants at that time, which is incredible. Division One baseball can have no graduate assistants today. We had four at that time. And Mitch was one of the four guys when I first went over there. And I had been there two years, and we had another full-time spot open on the staff. And that's when Steve Jonigan left Texas A&M, and he came to Mississippi State. So for three years over there, it's me and me and Hoot working together. And the thing I immediately, not immediately, but over time with Mitch, you know, being a GA on our staff at Mississippi State, he had, I mean, he was really the recruiting side of the game. He was really into. And even though he couldn't, you know, as a graduate assistant, you couldn't do much. And if you're one of four of them, you, you really, you know, you really had to assert yourself to, you know, to, to, to have much role at all, but he did. And so while I was there, he left, he left two different times. He went to Radford uh, for a brief time uh, as a coach. He came back and in my last year at state, he had left and come ironically here to Auburn. And he was actually at Auburn when I got hired at Baylor. And he and I talked. I mean, we, we were communicating all through that. And I, uh, when I called him after I'd been offered the job and accepted the job at Baylor, I called him, and I'll never forget it. I said to him, we took the job. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we took it, I said. And, and then I had to sit down with Hoot. And explained to him, you know, I didn't think he wanted to come. I mean, he was a full-time assistant at Mississippi State. I didn't think he'd make a lateral move from Mississippi State to Baylor at that time. And, you know, so I had to kind of halfway explain. And, it, you know, a year later I got him, you know, he came. And so now all of a sudden the three of us are back together. And that, you know, that, that run lasted a long time. And, you know, Mitch was the – he was the face of the program uh on the recruiting side and you know had big time had the it factor for it who was the he was the glue on the field with the players in the dugout i mean you know mitch and i were a little too much type a to be you know always you know to always have every player love us but you know (laughs) but it was it was you know, it just, it worked. And, you know, I wish it could have worked longer. Um, and there's some things I'd do differently if I could go back and, and do them again. But I, I'm grateful that, you know, he and I, we, we, we reconciled a long time ago. Um, God's been good. And, uh, and this, you know, this opportunity, I'm just, I'm happy for him extremely. And, you know, I appreciate the first I heard of the first I heard of this today was from Mitch. Um, uh, you know, he called me this morning, and and I'll share this with you. And and, and this is this may be maybe too personal to share, but I I got, I got to share it with somebody. So I'll just I'll just tell you. Yeah. You know, since 2012, uh, or prior to 2012, anytime Mitch reached out to me for the, you know, probably 20 years. He always called me Smitty. 
and and that's not unusual. All my friends pretty much have always called me Smitty, and I've always loved that. And I never liked it when a girl called me Smitty, but I, I loved it when a when all the play when all the coaches did. But you know, from 2012 until about 9:30 this morning, when Mitch and I had talked over these last you know seven to ten years, he always called me Steve, and it was like you know. And I, and I recognize it. I didn't think it was anything intentional. I just thought it just was natural, you know, because of the, the stuff that had gone on. I was no longer Schmitty. I was Steve. And, you know, I think the thing that, that, that touched me the most today was to hear him, to hear him start the phone call by saying Smitty. Um, wow. That just, you know, the whole thing meant the world to me. And, and I, I just want to share that. I'm glad you did. I mean, that's uh, y'all had an amazing thing for a lot of years, and hey, stuff happens, and it doesn't always end like you like you say you want it to. But you, you life does give you opportunities, and I think most times when we reconcile with people, we're glad we did. You know, it's not like we sit around we're glad we let something continue forever. But sometimes it takes a little while uh, to heal some of that stuff. So um, I, that's really neat. I'm glad you did share that. And uh, and that's it's exciting when you talk about family and the Baylor family and hey you went there you're still a part of the Baylor family I mean that's uh, isn't that kind of neat to look at so Mitch is back at Baylor Hoot is uh, part of the softball program <laughs> you're you're part of the Tigers organization so we're probably not going to be able to get you back from the major leagues but uh, it's just most times in life you can't go home or you can't bring things back. Uh, and it is kind of there is something about Baylor to what you were saying earlier that I think it I think it does bring people back and then you know after an amount of time and so this is going to be uh, this is going to be kind of fun to to watch talking to Steve Smith uh, longtime Baylor baseball coach I I had uh, Jason Jennings on earlier and he was calling you he said you were like a second father to him uh, he had an amazing career now he still was bringing up something that happened in that Florida, that must have been a Florida regional. And he says you and he, you still are not on the same page about a pitch count. And it must have been really hot that day. And perhaps, I don't know if you took him out before he wanted to come out. I, I, I don't have that game in my memory like you would. But uh, I did think it was no, funny I, that. <laughs> yeah, he likes to bring that one up. But, you know, this was our, this was. This was the first regional, so this was year number four, 98. We we made the regional in Gainesville back when it was a 48-team bracket. And we go out and lose game one, which was one of the most difficult losses. We have Kip Wells on the mound. It's in the sixth inning of the game. We are ahead nine to nothing. And I'm not going to go through it blow by blow, but we lose this game after leading nine to nothing after five innings. So the next day we have to face Florida. Uh, you know, we're a loser facing a winner, you know, back in that old bracket. And, you know, Jason's pitching and we get to the ninth inning of this game. And I think we were up, you know, seven to two, you know, five or six runs, something like that. and. You know, Jason, ninth inning of the game, he walks a couple, I think, or maybe they got a hit or two. But ultimately, they loaded the bases with one out. And 
I looked at the pitch chart, and this is where he would, this is where he argues with me, and he was at like 125, <laughs> which is still a ton. All right, I mean it's a bunch, but but I every guy I had put in the game the day before had given up a three run home run, and that's how we lost a nine run lead. So I was determined to do anything I had to do to not go to that bullpen again. But I walked out to the mound, you know, with the bases loaded, you know, one out, and I went there, and, you know, the infielders come up. I looked at Jason, and uh, I don't know if he's there. His nickname was Diesel, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it to you to figure out why. <laughs> but we uh, – I said, Diesel, I said, I, I said, you see these runners here? I said, these guys are all yours. I said, I'll be back when you get to 165. All right. I was trying to, I was just letting him know you ain't coming out of this game. All right. So this is your mess. You're going to get out of it. I'm not coming back until you do. And the umpire who was a big 12 umpire, uh, who had thrown me out earlier in the year. All right. Uh, he was doing the plate and he, I had had a conversation with him earlier in the year about balls and strikes in which he had told me, you know, I'll give you one ball, but I won't give you two. You know, he's somewhat off the plate, which that's a whole nother discussion. But, man, how good are you when you can do that? All right. <laughs> and so he comes out to the mound, and I looked at him, and I'm being very, I'm being very polite. I said, I said, how close is he? And he literally said two balls. And I looked at I looked at Jason and I said get I said get it closer, and I went back to the dugout. Now the guy that came up to the plate, you're gonna know his name is David Ross. Yeah, and nobody knew who David Ross was back then. All right, I mean he's managing the Cubs right now, but David Ross came up to the plate and I think it was the first pitch. He hits a double that clears the bases. I mean dead center field off the wall. And then Jason settled down, and the, and I remember the last out of the game was a call third, <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> praise the Lord, he got it closer. <laughs> and you know, the final total pitch count, it it, ha- it probably was in the one forties, but he likes to say one sixty five, and I that was just a threat. That wasn't an actual. Um, he next to do that, and but well, we did win that game, and. Um, you know, then the next day we go play 14 innings with Illinois and lose that one and we're done. So, but now Jason's probably the greatest all around player that maybe has ever played at Baylor. And, and, um, you know, it was early and it was the second year we were there when we got Jason committed. And I thought, man, this is going to be easy. <laughs> it, it took a while. It took a while to get the next one, but what a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I think Mitch went to see him, and he was catching, you know. and, and uh, I No, think I had, went to see him, and he was You catching. did? I went, oh, okay. was catching. I went to his home. <laughs> I went to his house, and his daddy wanted him to be a catcher. I mean, his dad thought he was a catcher. His dad played at Texas. His dad thought he was a catcher. And, you know, <laughs> I told him, I said, I've never seen anybody throw a ball to second base like he does. He doesn't even move his feet. I mean, he was so big, um, <laughs> and I loved him because, you know, Jason's, Jason looks as good today. His body today is probably better than it yeah. was as an 18, 17, 18-year-old. But, 
you know, I knew back then that nobody was going to give that 17, 18 year old body. He had then a million dollars. And so he was like awesome to get him. Cause I thought we'd keep him. And three years later, you know, he had the same body and now all of a sudden it's really durable, you know, <laughs> you know, it turned into a real durable ball. So he got, he got his million dollars and then some, and, uh, you know, had great career in the big leagues and, you know, again, just great guy. I, I am. This is a great day. And, you know, for those guys to, to get, to, you know, reconnected, you know, to the program now, uh, you know, if there was ever a hire that was for the greater good, this was it. Um, you know, this is a hire for the greater good. And, and Mitch will make good on it. And Mitch will make everybody proud. And, uh, and I have no doubt about that. Well, this was fun. Uh, I knew it would be. And, uh, Mac told us he was going back and looking at videos from when y'all were rolling, uh, at the new Baylor ballpark. And, um, and that's kind of what, you know, when he, I think was making some major decisions, realized that it just wasn't looking like that anymore. And so I think that's a real compliment to what you built and uh, had Roland for those 20 years uh, uh, you were in uh, Waco, Texas. And Steve is fun. Next time, I want to hear more about the uh, about what's going on with the with the Tigers and, and what you're doing. You were back in college out there at Tennessee Tech and then decided to go with uh, Detroit. So next time, let's talk about all that. But this was a lot of fun, and I really appreciate you sharing that story with us because it was extremely uh, meaningful, and I, and I think uh, – I, I, I just I, I loved hearing it. Thank you, and I, and I appreciate very much you reaching out and giving me an opportunity to share with everybody. I, you know, got a son that still lives there. You know, our roots are there. Lots of friends. We have a granddaughter there now. We got another grand. We got a little. We got a little boy on the way. First of August. So, you know, it's 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 Waco's a special place for us, and you know, maybe now to make it a little easier to come back. I think uh, you you are always welcome, and it'd be awesome to see you at the ballpark. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. You bet. There you go, Steve Smith, longtime Baylor baseball coach, and uh, we will uh, we will be back. Lots of great stuff today. Uh, lots of great interviews, and we appreciate everybody being a part of it. Next, it's the dismount. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com.
Almet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Almet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items. Perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, pleased to be with you for the dismount. I mean, it was... uh, power pack show today and when there's a big hire or something made we appreciate you thinking of us Aaron does a good job of getting uh, everything out on social media it's a great team here because uh, Tom was on with us earlier Uh, obviously he's on the game time show in the mornings also our PD here program director for those of you scoring at home and uh, uh, we've got uh, Brian Fonville does some wonderful graphics work for us from our uh, presenting sponsor, uh, Central National Bank. And so it all comes together. And Aaron has found that, man, some of these interviews that we do have a major shelf life in in terms of uh, they really get a ton of downloads. And I think it shows that people are are excited and and, and anxious and ready for Baylor baseball to get back to, to being what it used to be. And... Steve Smith um, was not particularly happy with the way things went there at the end. And he and Mitch, it's pretty well known. I haven't talked about it a lot because there hadn't really been the need for it. But they, he referenced it. They had a falling out. And, uh, and, and Mitch uh, uh, just didn't, toward the end of things, uh, about 2012, somewhere in there, uh, Mitch suddenly was gone, and uh, uh, over the years they have reconciled. 
And then what a neat story that was, talking about how Mitch uh, called him to tell him to tell Steve that he'd gotten the Baylor job, and he called him by his longtime nickname, uh, Schmitty. And uh, what a what a really, I just think uh, Steve felt like uh, sharing that, and I'm so glad that he shared it with us. Uh, Steve, as Aaron was noting, is off there, is, is not short on opinions. He will tell it like it is. I, I think probably in his career it's gotten him in a little trouble. Uh, as uh, radio people, we very much appreciate it, and we want people to do that. <laughs> so I like that Steve Smith tells it like it is. I also like it when, you know, it, it, when you're uh, fired, uh, especially after a long, great uh, run, and it just it wasn't going great at the end. I mean, it's just not – it's a little awkward to come back home. But as Steve talked about, he's got a son that lives in Waco, another grandchild on the way, went to Baylor, played at Baylor, had a great career there. There's no reason in the world that Steve Smith should not be welcomed back in a big way at the Baylor ballpark. And I think uh, I think that will happen under this new Mitch Thompson regime. And uh, that was a really neat day. So Jason Jennings, pound for pound, best player in Baylor history, followed by Steve Smith, arguably. And I know Mickey had an incredible run, but Mickey and Steve were the greatest coaches Baylor's ever had. Let's hope Mitch now has an incredible run in him, and I think that will be the case. All right, everybody, have a great night. We'll do it again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check a Big 12 athletics on today's Spectrum Big 12 Buzz.